I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so thankful that a wonderful person named Dorsey has nominated an awesome veterinarian, Dr. Turkan Erderul, for a Game Changer Award. And she is taking time out of her busy day, not only as a veterinarian, but as an amazing rescuer, to take a few minutes to talk about how and why she's doing the work that she's doing. So thank you so much, Dr. Erderul, for joining us, and congratulations on your Game Changer Award. Thank, thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate um, it. It's an honor to be uh, you know, interviewed and talking to you today. Um, uh, it's definitely uh, not something I expected uh, oh. that ever happened. <laughs> that, wonderful. And so this is exactly why I started this platform is there are amazing people around the world doing just quietly doing what they can where, are, where they are. And I love celebrating, highlighting those people and celebrating them. So I'm incredibly thankful that your um, person that has clearly been moved by your actions, uh, Dorsey, took the time to to nominate you. Let's start with a little brief background of you telling us. Obviously, you became a veterinarian, but then how did you how did you get into rescue and kind of walk us through the evolution of of your career? Okay. Um, so, um, you know, I've, I've always been an animal lover since I was a kid. I always knew I was going to be a veterinarian, you know, no matter, no matter what, that was my goal. Uh, and I've always done like, uh, you know, rescue an animal here, an animal there, one at a time, pretty much since I was a kid. Um, and then uh, in vet school, um, I went to St. Kitts, which is on an island, and my dogs were not treated you know, very well there. So I adopted two of them and I helped get other dogs adopted and get them back to the States, um, you know, for, for better care. So it kind of started with more, a um, little bit more um, focused on getting more and more dogs saved. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, graduated. And then throughout my entire veterinary career, uh, I graduated in 94. Through my entire veterinary career, again, I would do an animal here, an animal there, something that was abandoned or surrendered to the vet clinic I worked at. It was too sick. The owners were going to euthanize for whatever reason. I would save it individually and then find it a home. Um, and so it just kind of evolved from there. And then uh, I was always a big dog person. And one day I... The clinic I was, I did emergency. So one of the little emergency dogs that came in was a Chihuahua that fit in one hand. Um, and it was an instant connection with him. The people didn't really, they treated him, but they didn't really want him. A backyard breeder. Um, and they said, well, if he gets sick again, we're going to just let him die. We're not going to seek any medical care. So I took this little dog and he's my heart and soul. I still have him. Um, that was about 11, 11 10 years ago, 10 years ago. And, um, uh, you know, so then, then the Chihuahuas won my heart after that. Uh, so I, once he got older, I was looking for another Chihuahua friend for him. And it was just hard to find any here. Occasionally one would end up in the shelters locally, but there was so many people on the waiting list. You had to be basically standing at the door when they were up for adoption to be the first one to get it. Well, with my, Veterinary work, I couldn't just hang out at the shelter and wait for a chihuahua to show up. So I got on, like everybody does, gets on Pet Finder and Adopt a Pet, and found a chihuahua out in California that I just felt a connection to. So I, you know, called out to the to the um, to the shelter out there. I um, uh, yeah, adopted him over the phone, you know, not even meeting him, but just 
you know, based on what they said, I adopted them over the phone. I wired them the money. Um, one of the staff members there, I convinced them to foster him until I can get a transport arranged. So I um, arranged a ground transport and had him driven here. He was an expensive transport. And as I got back online, looking at other little chihuahuas, and, and he's a great dog, I still have him too. Um, the, I noticed that a lot of the little chihuahuas I was interested in, you know, a few days later, we'd see, you know, rest in peace. Sorry, we failed you. These dogs didn't get adopted. So then I started networking. That's how I met Dorsey uh, out in California is I was trying to save some of these California chihuahuas. So we got, I got involved in, with other rescues out there. And it sort of evolved into, you know, I need to become a 501c3 so I can get some donations so I can help transport some of these dogs to the East Coast where, where everybody's looking for chihuahuas. Uh, whereas California and Texas, they roam the streets. Yep. And uh, so that's, that's kind of how it evolved. And then now I do more, I do a lot more locally. I can't get as much from out there because the flight, uh, we used to fly them over mm. and the prices have gone up dramatically. So we I can't get as many from out there as I used to, but I still get one, you know, periodically. We'll, I get them as soon as, you know, if I can get them here, I get them here. And just for people that, that aren't aware, talk of the, the name of your rescue, your rescue is called Saver of Souls Pet Rescue. And can you give us your website or if people wanted to, if this resonates, people think, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Or they have resources or they have, they'd like to donate or they would like to learn more. Where would they go to find out more about um, your nonprofit? So, so we do have a, a website. Uh, it's a saver of souls, pet rescue. Um, we have a Facebook page. Uh, we're more active on that. Uh, the website needs a little work, but I'm not a computer savvy person. So I, I really, would love to have a volunteer that could take it over and, and really make it look nice. Um, I, you know, I do mostly Facebook posts, um, but right. emailing us at sospetrescue nice. uh, at yahoo.com um, and messaging us through the, um, through the Facebook page. Uh, phone calls are difficult for us because yes. we're all volunteers. We all have full-time jobs. So answering the phone is, is almost impossible. Yeah. But emails, we can shoot an email back and forth. Uh, and text is a little bit easier too. Phone calls are difficult for us. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I don't do this alone. I have an amazing network of volunteers um, and that help with manage the emails, uh, manage the Facebook page. We have an Instagram page that I don't have anything to do with. Another volunteer does. Uh, I have amazing foster homes. We, we don't have a facility. I would love to have a facility, but all we have are foster homes. So I'm limited in how many I can take in at any given time. Um, but it's, it's so beautiful. Can I, can I assume, first of all, it's so beautiful that you're doing this without a facility because there isn't one, but you are the veterinarian that is providing all of this free, much needed ongoing and sometimes quite extensive medical care. Like this, this is yes. your gift back. It, it's a, it, uh, Hardly ever is it a one-person show, and you're right. The the network of volunteers and foster homes and people that are committed mm -hmm. to helping you find forever homes for these animals it's such it's such an um, a team that works together. But you are the veterinarian, God bless you, that is just tending to all these animals' medical needs, and that's just a, a passion in your heart. Yes. What what do you what do you love most about this amazing work that you're doing? Um, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of the dogs we get, um, 
and, and we're kind of known for this now, uh, they either have behavior problems mm-hmm. or they have medical problems. Medical problems, because I'm a, people know I'm a vet, and so they're, give it to her, she'll fix it, you know. Yeah. Um, the behavior problems, um, you know, a lot of small breed chihuahuas are you know, known to be aggressive fighters, and, and they're really not, they're just terrified because yeah. um, people don't socialize them properly. So I love yeah. seeing these dogs either come to full health or their behavior changes. They're, you know, we, we I really work on trying to socialize them because they've never been socialized. Yeah. You know, they've been coddled and carried their whole lives because they're chihuahuas and um, they don't have any self-confidence. So I like to build their confidence, get them to where they're not terrified of every, every person they see. Um, they don't have to like everybody they see. They just can't try to bite everybody they see. Uh, and then trying to match them with the right home um, because we don't want just any home. Um, yes. we want the, the perfect home for that dog. Yeah. Uh, and I'll have people, they'll message me, oh, I really love this dog. And they'll tell me a little bit about their lifestyle. And I'm like, you know, this is a great dog, but this is not your dog. Why don't you meet this one? This one is going to fit in with your personality style. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of like a matchmaker in that way. Um, and, and people laugh because I really do have a, a knack for putting the right person with the right dog. Uh, I mean, not, I'm not always perfect, uh, but but uh, it's such a huge gift. And I, for me, I grew up in rescue. Having someone with that intuitive skill is critical because your chances of success of placing that dog once and done is significantly higher when yes. people have the experience and the background and the intuition and the skill to be able to say, I know you want this animal. This is not going to be a good energetic or personality fit. Let me show you some others. And yes. that's also an, a really important attribute uh, of of one of your skill sets that contributes powerly, powerfully to your great organization. So I, first of all, I'm all just amazed that on top of being a full-time vet, which is hard enough emotionally, physically, everything, time. Time-wise, uh-huh. it's really beautiful. It's clear that this is your passion because you are carving out time to, this is another full-time job on top that's unpaid on top of your full-time job that you're already working. So the amount of time that goes into this is coming straight from your heart and that this is an important thing to you and and you're doing it, which is beautiful. So then that brings me to my last and final question. If you could tell the world one thing, or if you'd want the world to know one thing, what would it be? Um, you know, there really isn't one specific thing. It's kind of a, you know, a group of things. Um, first of all, you know, if you have pets, please try to get pet insurance for them because they do get sick. And if you can't afford it, that's when animals get dumped and they get end up in shelters or they end up coming to me because they can't um, they can't afford it. So pet insurance, I think everybody should should try to get for their pets. It really does help out immensely. Um, spaying and neutering. Uh, we're not going to rescue ourselves out of the pet overpopulation problem. We're not going to rescue our way out of it. The only way to stop it is, uh, is fix your pets. Um, you know, uh, if you want a, a purebred animal, that's fine. Get it. Do your research. Don't support these puppy mills that are just pumping out, you know, poor quality dogs. Um, there's nothing, you know, I feel sorry for the dogs, somebody needs to get them, but you're supporting an industry. Um, look for a reputable breeder. If you can't meet the parents of that dog, or at least the mother of that puppy you're getting ready to buy, then it's probably a puppy mill because a, a reputable breeder, they will interview you for the puppy. You're, you know, they don't just let anybody have it. Um, so, you know, if you're going to buy a dog, buy a dog, but be responsible about it. Support the good breeders that are promoting the betterment of their breed. 
don't support these puppy mills. Um, and then, you know, lastly, I think try to get involved in your local politics um, and animal ordinances and, and enforcing some spay and neuters and microchipping your pet so that um, so we can stop this problem. Um, it, it's not going away. It, it got worse since the pandemic. Uh, everybody went out and got a dog because they were staying at home and now they're back at work and they're dumping these dogs. Every shelter is full. We, we're having to say no to taking in dogs now but because I just don't have the foster space for it. Um, and so it, it's be responsible, try to help other people be responsible, spread the word. Um, and um, just really try to try to help the dogs and the cats. Uh, it's just, you know, spaying and neutering is, is the big thing. Um, and getting, getting the, the politics involved in it and the city ordinances to control the breeding of, of them. All of your words are uh, wise words from the trenches, meaning like those are those are painful truths you learn being in it, which you are, you're in it. And so for people that maybe have not had knee deep experience in rescue, these are these are important sterilization, socialization, local laws that that identify a mass mills. These are all really foundational things, insurance, getting insurance, all of the tips that you gave today are foundationally just really good principles to implement and live by if you haven't already. So we appreciate, I appreciate that Dorsey took the time to nominate you as a game changer. I'm also wildly inspired that you're a veterinarian and you have this awesome nonprofit rescue. I think it's awesome that you have volunteers and supportive humans that are as committed to caring and placing animals as you are. And I'm just thankful that Dorsey took the time to nominate you because it's, it's a light for all of us to learn more about, but also help support you. So thank you for taking the time today to talk with me. Thank you so much for, um, for, for taking the time out to interview us today. And thank you for what you do. Uh, it's, it's just really important to get the word out. And, you know, we're so small, we can't get the word out. I don't, I don't have time for that on top of, you know, everything else that's done. Yes. Um, and, and the volunteers that I have, um, you know, that they, they have families and they have jobs and, and their own pets. And um, it, it's just hard for us little guys to get the word out. Uh, so we really, really do appreciate the work that you do, uh, being a veterinarian and uh, all the social media stuff. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, helping us little guys get the word out um, because together I think we can make a difference. 